You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. But he's always stayed very humble. He's oh, an absolute so that's beauty. My point on that. Yeah, he's the co-host of the Brecky Show here in SA. You can hear him Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays with Jared Walsh. He's also part of our footy coverage this year. Looking yep. forward to being back in the box with Bix. Mark Bickley joins us. Hello, Bix. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? You were you were larger than life in '97 and '98, weren't you? You would have been work, walking <laughs> on air back in those days. Well, I was certainly pinching myself, uh, but at the same time, I certainly didn't think it'd be whatever it is, 25 years yeah. later, and, and yeah. uh, they wouldn't have saluted since. So that, that's unfortunate, mm. even though they've probably had two or three really good mm. opportunities to do so. They haven't quite made the most of them. But anyway, I think we had a little bit of luck during that period, and the luck has deserted them ever since. But I think most Crows fans are hoping that they're going to, I guess, progress and move a little bit closer to uh, playing finals again. I'm not sure if they're going to get there this year, but they're they're hoping that, the trajectory is going to continue upward uh, again in 2023. I'm not sure how much you saw on the weekend with both of the games, the Port West Coast game and Adelaide as well. Uh, I thought Adelaide were quite impressive after a really slow start. <laughs> You're right. Um, I saw, I reckon I watched six of the uh, the seven quarters of mm. uh, the Adelaide game and, and I was sort of flicking back and forth with the Port Adelaide game, so it wasn't quite as in-depth with that. But yeah, the first... 11 minutes, uh, Adelaide oh. didn't have an inside 50. And uh, I'll tell you what, if, if Matthew Nix's heart rate didn't uh, elevate or wasn't elevated during that time, I'd be a little bit surprised because they just could not get their hands on the footy in the middle of the ground, which is uh, one of the concerns I think you know some people have. And But pretty much after that, they settled down a bit. Their pressure was still there from last year. They actually won the footy a bit. And, and for me, one of the highlights was they were... They were fairly efficient going forward. They uh, Their entry kicks were pretty good. They tried to move the ball a bit more quickly. And, and blokes like Rankin, who uh, were able to get on the on the scoreboard, you know, obviously he's a new player and everyone's wondering what sort of impact he's going to have. Well, he's played two games and I think he's kicked, what, eight goals now. So um, that's a fairly positive start to a new club. All right. You've been a selector. You've been an assistant coach and you've coached at the highest level. This text came through. We want your thoughts on this. Guys, can you please tell me what part of the game Riley O'Brien excels at to warrant selection week in, week out? Before you answer height, leadership, endurance and a good bloke, they are not skills. He is a liability around the ground and average at centre bounces. Himmelberg and Thilthorpe both outperformed him. Um, how many big men do you play and is that harsh or should he be there every week? Well, look, I think it, it's harsh in some respects, uh, but I think uh, what we've seen with uh, Himmelberg uh, doing a, a fairly solid pre-season and doing a lot of ruck work, we know Phil Thorpe, they have spoken about, this is the Adelaide coaching staff, about wanting to release him a bit more up the ground uh, and then you've got Riley O'Brien. Now, Riley O'Brien gets his hands to the ball a lot. Uh, and I think at, certainly at, at boundary throwings, he's really effective. So if you look at his hit-outs to advantage, most of them come by him sort of parking himself in front and then sort of putting it down the throat of, of some of the Adelaide on ballers. But centre bounce, he wins the hit-outs, but I don't think he's as effective as, as 
putting it to advantage to the Adelaide midfielders in the centre bounce. So I think what Adelaide may be speculating with, well, if we play Phil Thorpe and Himmelberg, we might not win as many taps in the centre bounce. But you know what? If our midfielders are effective and they're perhaps not being as aggressive to you know thinking they're going to win the tap, mm. they might be able to get the same amount of share of clearances. But then once the ball hits the ground uh, and around the ground and up forward, then you've got Himmelberg and Thilthorpe who are you know more effective than, than what O'Brien is. The only thing I'll say is there was a great example in the, 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 the scratch match that Adelaide played the week before where Himmelberg was a, was a ruckman in the... Uh, the, the probable side in the second half, both uh, Himmelberg and O'Brien switched. O'Brien was in the, the possibles. And there was a quick transference of play and Himmelberg was sort of working back. Anyway, the ball went in long to the goal square and Himmelberg just didn't get there. He was probably 10 or 15 metres away and there was a one-on-one contest. And in the end, I think Riley O'Brien may have marked it or, or, or should have marked it. But that's the difference between O'Brien and Himmelberg. O'Brien bust his boiler. If that was O'Brien, he covers that ground, he gets there, and he just knocks that pack over and he spoils the ball and it goes out of bounds or through for a behind. Himmelberg just doesn't have that same ability to push himself, to will himself to get to those contests. So that's going to be the challenge for Elliot. You know, hence his nickname, the Big Easy. You know, mm, like he... Yep. And I think they've changed it now to call him Dragon, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> I didn't want okay, that. Yeah. Because... Uh, you know, it's this laconic nature that says, oh, well, you know, whatever. And he's, he can that, get a bit Is that really his nature, though, Bix? Is that really his nature? I thought the big easy what? was because he's got that laconic running style and now, it's more well, with his movement. I don't know. When I look at him, um, and sometimes it's it's a uh, it's an unfortunate <laughs> affliction where you, if you make things look easy and effortless, then it looks like you're not trying very hard. Oh, uh, and then when things go poorly for you, people say, oh, well, he's not really busting his boiler. But I think that's that's been his downfall. You know, Elliot's been in the system for seven years now. I think he's coming up to seven years, or by the end of his contract it will be. Yep. Um, he's uh, 200 centimetres. He's got a... He's, his body's filled out. What is stopping him from, you know, really being a really good player? And, and uh, for mine, there's that, that sort of... Uh, I think work rate is one of the issues that I think he, he could get better at. Good and answer. So if that elevates and he can work his backside off um, and be spoiling in the goal square defensively and then pushing forward and taking a mark offensively, which he proved on, on Friday night he can do that. He took two really nice marks, kicked a couple of goals. I think that's the, the next elevation for, for Elliot. Now, if that doesn't happen... If they decide to go with Riley O'Brien, Phil Thorpe, Taylor Walker and Darcy Fogarty, he's not going to play in Adelaide's forward line as a Mm. pure forward, I don't think. So then the next question you might ask yourself is, can he become a key defender? Can he become a 200-centimetre defender and play on some of those big gorillas that, you know, teams now have in their forward line? And that's probably the next thing that I hope. If it doesn't turn out as a ruck forward... um, Oh, that's the next thing I'd probably want to have a look at with Elliot Himmelberg, you know, before you re-sign him again uh, to his next contract. Bix, we've got a bit to get through. Uh, Roach, before you jump in, text coming through. What about Sam Hayes? Six years in the system and no second effort. Who was the ruck coach at Port? We'll take that as a statement. Mark, speaking of questions, mm. uh, the Adelaide preseason ends on Thursday when they play West Coast. What are the remaining questions the Crows need to answer before they go into their round one game? I think this week they would just look 
be looking to try and settle the team. They, they would probably try and pick their team as close as what they are hoping to, to roll out in round yeah. one. There might be one or two changes, but if they do decide to go with Phil Thorpe and, and, uh, and Himmelberg, this would be the week to try it and go do, play a match against some, some uh, opposition and see what it looks like. If you're going to go with Riley O'Brien, well, let's work out the split. What's it look like? Does Riley do 75% of the ruck? And if, if it's most likely Phil thought to say do 25, you really have to put some of those things to bed, I would say. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that they've, they've tried a lot of guys through the middle. So yep. we've seen Michelle, we've seen um, Rankin, Saligo, mm. uh, Hedler, Schomburg, yeah, Berry, Laird, lots and lots of guys. But yep. you're not going to, you're not probably going to have all of those guys. Sort of, yeah, Matt Crouch is another one you mentioned. You're not going to have all of those guys spend big minutes in there. So I think they would be, be trying to sort of nail down what that looks like. And for me, the big one will be, you know, the split with Rankin. Uh, and if your other midfielders, if you're backing them in, do you need to have Rankin through the midfield when? Mm-hmm. He looks like every time he touches it in the front half, he's going to kick a goal. And mm. what I would say, if you don't need him up there, if you, if you want to back in Berry and Saligo and, and a few others, keep him in the forward half. See if he can have 10 touches and kick five goals. And I reckon a small forward who kicks five goals is, is going to be better value than a, a mid forward who kicks two goals and has 22 touches. You know? I'll beg like, the so differ those... with you there because I like his little bit of magic in the midfield and a little bit of leg speed. Need to move on to Port. We've got an ad break coming sure. up at the moment. Some people, Bix, are a bit disappointed with their performance against the West Coast. Uh, or Particularly just their forward movement, Mark. Sorry? Particularly their forward movement and inability to convert accurately. Yeah, and, and look, that's been... That <laughs> has been, yes. For, yeah. for as long as yes. you can remember, or yes. back probably three or four years. And and I know that they've worked a lot on that this mm. year. They, they've, they've done a lot of work, and I think a lot of AFL clubs have on offence this year. On the back of, I, I guess, Geelong tweaking their offence last year, moving the ball a bit quicker, and then getting the ultimate result. I think everyone's thought, you know what, let's, let's start to get on that tram as well. Mm. So... They'd be disappointed that they didn't finish off a bit better, particularly when they've got you know plenty of players up forward. But uh, look, I think on the weekend, and we saw it with both Frio and Adelaide as well. At various stages, it was there were there were lots of mistakes. Players got tired, so I sort of see this as a bit of a blow a bit of steam out of the pipes. Okay. And and once again, I think it'll get turned up a fair bit this week for Port Adelaide. They played Frio, who you know were disappointing as well against Adelaide. They had probably a few more players out than Adelaide did. But, you know, Port Adelaide want to get away to a good start because like they experienced last year, if you get away to a poor start, and I'll tell you what, their draw is pretty tough. The pressure just builds from there and you get this sort of need to keep on winning and, and, you know, they've got this other, uh, you know, the elephant in the room is is Ken and and what's going to happen with his contract. And I'll tell you what, if it gets halfway through the year and it looks like Port aren't sort of tracking all that well, that's only going to get sort of more intense. So getting away to a good start is is very, very important to Port Adelaide. So I'd be I'd be surprised if they didn't really turn up the heat this uh, this Friday night against Rio. It's all starting to get it a little is. bit serious. I love it, Bix. Uh, who's on the show tomorrow morning with you and Walshie? I actually don't know. I haven't actually looked at the no, running sheet. It's good, sheet, that, it's good that you're invested about... in your new show. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. But I know we'll be talking uh, a little bit of cricket. Yeah. We'll be doing uh, a review of across the weekend. And 
there were some other things we saw amongst the games as well uh, from the other stuff. But in terms of where we think the, the footy's heading, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Ooh, but okay. uh, just pure entertainment in the morning, Kimbo. I know you're a big fan, and you too, Rich, of Jared and his work. So yes. we'll, we'll continue on with that over the, on yeah, uh, tomorrow Beautiful morning. answer, Bix. He's clearly deflected all the hard work to uh, Walshy. I can tell you, Daniel Drew will be on as a guest, and there'll be someone from Adelaide United as well. Hey, good on you, Bix. We love you. Okay, see you, boys. See you, Mark.